Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chakras and Cuss Words, and I am your guest, Catherine, and today we have my special guest, Danny, and we are talking about how a deeper relationship to self translates to the external. Danny, please introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks so much, Catherine, for having me. Infinite gratitude. Um, It's always just uh, such a special gift to be able to share my story and share what I found helped me. And then in turn, hopefully there'll be some nuggets in here that we talk about that people can take away and it can support them in their journey. But um, background for me, um, pretty much I have Oh, gosh, uh, almost 20 years of experience in a career in fintech. So that's financial and technology industry. Um, I was a trader, broker, and in sales. Um, And right around 2012 to 2014, started getting kind of antsy. That's when yoga really exploded. And I went on a journey to get my uh, teaching certificate and really, you know, needed to take some space between the corporate world and who I was evolving to be. And so I stepped away in about 2014. And then I started my own business as an energy work practitioner and educator started off as Reiki, and then um, started to take classes and become a TA for craniosacral therapy, and then just kind of curated my business from there, both hands-on, and then um, now over the web, obviously, um, in conversations. And I do do um, energy work online, but usually it is it really involves just conversations and holding space for people to really connect and create the ideas of that they're longing to create and using the tools that I've acquired along the way, in addition to my intuitive experience. But um, that said, also, I still trade because uh, it's in my heart and soul and the financial uh, end of things. So, yeah, that's really the background of who I am. I, you know, both the work of your self journey and um, how it participates and how you participate in your life and every facet of your life is really important to me. You know, it's a process. It's definitely never perfect. And it definitely is a process and um, one that requires a ton of compassion and acceptance and understanding in each instance. So that's basically about me. (laughs) That's amazing. So when you talk about you were in the corporate world, and then you had a shift of turning into or maybe more of building a relationship with who you saw yourself slowly becoming. What made you decide to have that shift or how did that shift really come about? Yeah, I so I guess maybe I should give you a little bit more background. So when I was a trader, uh, very, very, I mean, I was super young when I started in the business. Um, in my, um, I would say, early mid-20s, and I'm not there now, Um, but um, certainly very, very much in my head about myself. Everything operated from an egoic space, and not because I was egotistic, just because that's how... The nature of of that business, right? Well, the nature of the business and also where I was as, as a person, I mean, I just hadn't evolved yet. You know, I the catalyst in my life was definitely our mom passing away in 2000. She passed away at 55 from breast cancer. And so okay. now, had I not experienced that in my life, would I have taken the path to self-explore and, you know, create such an actualization about who I am and what really makes me tick? And Mm -hmm. why do I choose the 
choices that I make and why, you know, how do I handle those outcomes of the choices that I make? And, you know, if I hadn't experienced that with my mom passing, I, would I have gone down this path? Um, I'd like to think so. Would it have taken a little bit longer? For sure. Totally. Okay. You know, but I think I've yeah. always, I've always been, um, well, you know, looking back and doing all the work on yourself, you learn, you know, I was completely sensitive in every experience. So what I wanted to start off to say was that when I started in the business, I was either screaming, crying, swearing. That's why right. I love your <laughs> podcast so much because I still well, swear, but not Oh, often. yeah. <laughs> right? Definitely. I, <laughs> you know, and I feel like the screaming and the crying and the swearing is really what makes us who we are. You know, like it's okay. Some people say when you vent or you have negativity, it sometimes creates that atmosphere of venting of or negativity um, in a negative uh, mindset. In all honesty, I feel if you are stressed, if you are frustrated, if you are having those emotions where your energy is not centering and bringing you a state of calmness, it's okay to vent. It is okay to get that out. So definitely get that screaming out and the crying. We have to get out. Like we have to, there's no reason why a lot of us are scared to grieve like grieving is a normal process even when it doesn't need to be a process and we're just bringing stuff back up that's resurfacing emotions that we've hindered back down so just definitely get that grief back out and get out a good cry I know there's been times where I've I'm sure you have cried all fucking night and you're like god damn it why was I crying all night but now I feel so much better because I got that sadness out and I got that grieving out. And the cussing, I mean, come on now. <laughs> we all got to fucking cuss every once in a while. That's right. what keeps us, that's what fucking keeps us sane, right? Is, you know, saying some cuss words is what, right. what we need to do. Right. Dropping an F-bomb here. Dropping an F-bomb, yes. <laughs> I was just on this podcast of... One of my friends' podcasts, I was on his podcast, and I was like, God damn, I hope you hit that explicit because I cuss a and I, and you know, and we were cussing, and it's like for me, I cuss a lot, especially if it is in something that I'm passionate about or something that you know I'm at ease. I feel like just it's so easy for me to drop a cuss word, like it's just like second nature. And he's like, Don't worry. <laughs> I hit the fucking explicit button when you came on. I'm like, yeah, no joke, because you already know. Um, That's so great. Well, I think, you know, I think it twofold. At the time, I, I say, you know, when people knew me then, I really had few words because I couldn't communicate. My form of communication was emoting and... Mm-hmm at that time, it, it, it didn't work so well, you know, and I think as I matured, as I got a little bit older, as I started to work on myself, then I could really pinpoint, okay, is all this emotion really the taxing of my system, my nervous system? Does it make sense for me to emote so much? And, or can I really scale down? Can I take a breath? Can I get grounded? And really, am I creating a story for myself? Or, you know, am I creating the outcome? And I just don't know, because I'm nervous about the situation and being nervous is okay. You know, or am am I crying because the moon, you know, like, who knows? Oh, yeah, I definitely. (laughs) Right. Yeah, as the universe moves and the moon shifts and the sun rises, it's amazing how much energy we get from just the actual elements of the universe coming into our space and us absorbing us. Like, there is no lie when I say that people who work in the emergency room know that a full moon hits. Yeah. There's going to be some fucking madness in the air. And that's just the way it is. It's just, it's an intense energy. It's a full moon, you know, which is radiating light from the sun that is just giving you the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, totally. and, you know, you just have to, I mean, well, being on the other side of, you know, um, 
if you're in the emergency room or if you're in, you know, nursing or healthcare, you always hear all crazy drops with a full moon and it does, but how have you used, okay. So with your, cause you said that your mom passed away a breast cancer and that was that almost like your spiritual awakening or was that kind of, you saw that you needed more light in your like in your mission or how did that transfer you into your new practice? So that's a great question. Um, so it's interesting because my sister, I have an older sister and, um, we both went on separate paths when my mom died. So my sister, I was trading. And so I chose not to explore any kind of, um, help, I didn't even think of it really until Mm -hmm. I started to um, really get serious about my life five years later, where I was dating somebody that I thought, you know, maybe I wanted to press this relationship into marriage and maybe even having a family. And what did that look like without having a mom? In addition to, I started to develop a ton of stomach issues. And this is when I was a broker then five years later, um, where I was working 24 seven. And um, I loved my job. I was completely immersed in it, but definitely working way too much and wasn't, um, hadn't set up any boundaries whatsoever. And um, so I really, I honestly, I just, the first line of defense was to go to acupuncture and someone had told me about it. And this was back in 2005. And, um, and so I went and we worked on the stomach issues. We took out gluten, you know, started to focus on nutrition. My background is nutrition and recreation management. So I have a health minded focused background. Um, but, and definitely was, highly into, you know, Ouija board and hemp and all Grateful Dead and all that. So I have, you know, <laughs> you're, like, you're it, in your hippie shit, honey. Totally. Totally. <laughs> you're <in> your, <laughs> totally. Your so, hippie shit. You had the tie dye. <laughs> you were feeling it. You probably had some cutout jeans, Birkenstocks. You were totally. in it to win it with the hippie totally. shit. Love it. Okay. Yeah, so long ago. So I'm just trying to give you, you know, in a nutshell, yeah. it's so hard when people don't know you and they're like, well, how'd yeah. she get there? Well, you know, right. it's always lingering that spiritual, you know, that quest. It's always around and you can see it. It shows up in so many ways. I mean, and especially in children, you know, we see it early on. But anyway, um, so I started an acupuncture and then I started to go to therapy and then, um, you know, acupuncture led to uh, Reiki, which led to cranial, which led to, um, you know, any type of modality that would support the exploration of self. Mm, Okay. And I think for certain, had I not gone through this whole path in my own way, there's no way that the universe would have said, okay, now you're ready to support the space for others. Right. Okay. You know, and so- And I, hey, I, you know, like, I, I almost shy away from saying, you know, I'm a human too. But the fact of the matter is, again, it's like nothing's perfect. It, we strive for perfection, sure. But I mean, it's all a process, a process that requires compassion, acceptance, understanding, patience, you know, and a, a, an awareness. If you are wanting to understand, you know, and really be curious about who you are and how do your, you know, how do you translate to the outside world? You know, it's like, I I mean, everything that you do on the nursing end, I mean, I can't imagine every individual in need that crosses your path, how that affects you. And if you aren't taking care of yourself and how the heck are you supposed to take care of these individuals who need you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely true. And that's something that um, I know me and a few other people are trying to bring awareness to who especially in the emergency medical service, like just talks about the podcast. I was just on uh, messy mind. So I'm plugging him again. I said, fucking Taylor, I've been plugging your goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Um, 
yeah and it's it is something because a lot of us battle with that uh having to take away the energy that we get when we're in that situation and just meeting so many different personalities and um and traits and having to find the self-care and find the self-awareness to be able to actually continue to work in the field that we work in. It definitely takes a lot of practice, soul searching, and just honestly truthfulness with yourself to continue it. And when you talk about the deeper relationship with yourself, how did you, so you were, you know, feeling, you decide corporate world, it's, it's this financial thing that I'm in right now, but technically it's not, it's not all of me. I need to get a little bit more connected with the spirit and the soul of my being. So what does that mean to you when you say yourself your self-relationship like what is your self-relationship if you had to explain it to somebody well it's how you interact with yourself I mean there's a whole side of this conversation that we're in all day every day of our thoughts and uh, I I don't know I don't know who said it but I know there's a, a statistic that it's our our thoughts are 80 percent of the previous day's thoughts mm. I mean, and that to me is not great, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, know I, you know, I remember pulling up, um, doing an exercise, a T chart and on the left side, you put, um, the negative and on the right side, the positive, because it's a little bit opposite as to what we think, but because to catch the thoughts of what, how you're talking to yourself and yeah. to translate it into a more positive light. And so, you know, that is a part of the deeper relationship with yourself. You know who you are and how you show up. I can't say it enough, you know, and if you're not there and you are looking to be there, then seek out practitioners who can support you in that exploratory state and space. Yeah. To connect, you know, like I said, it's, you know, it doesn't serve anybody if I show up screaming and yelling because I can't have a grounded conversation. So how does your, how do you get yourself thoughts to translate to your external? Like what, what does that mean exactly? It's practice. I mean, Catherine, it's years of practice and it's, you know, as you get older, again, your life shifts, you look at the world a little bit differently. You, you know, you're more, I'd like to think that most of us are more aware you know, especially now with yoga studios on every corner and not that we're doing going to yoga studios. <laughs> I feel like yoga studios are almost turning into like liquor stores on every corner. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's right. like a fucking yoga studio I mean, everywhere. I, yeah, there is. And, you know, that had a major uh, significant um, influence in my decision when I left. You know, I had been okay. training to teach yoga and then you know learning what my truth is and the words that are coming out of my mouth were my truth so do you think with the yoga the new I guess you could say the new yoga movement do you think it's almost diluting the message of the wholeness of being connected with yourself and the spirituality and being connected with um, the universe and the whole, I guess you could say, spiritual movement. Because I almost feel like, I don't know if it's just because of Instagram or if it's just because of social media, but it's almost like I feel like everybody is in this spiritual and wellness Reiki type yoga um, practice. And I don't know if it's just because I'm, because I'm in it now that I'm starting to see more of it, or if it's always been there. Um, You know, I think probably because you're in it and you're seeing it more and because they listen 
mm-hmm. you know, the AI stuff, um, but it shows up in your feeds more often. But certainly, yeah, I mean, it definitely has evolved to it being mainstream, which is, it's, I think it's great. I mean, there's, you know, there's nothing better to me in the yogic space than someone who says I haven't ever stepped on a mat. And then just the other day I did a couple stretches and I did a down dog. And I mean, they were taking that step forward to embody and to Mm -hmm. be in their body rather than get out of their head because throughout COVID we've been so heady, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and still this undertone of COVID that we're still, all of us are dealing with that, you know, there's some going to be and is, and, already is some PTSD stuff happening. Oh, yeah. We just we're unaware now that we will experience months, years down the line, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't think it's diluted. You know, I think I I think if anything, it's really brought out the real true lights, like as we're all light, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, given the opportunity for the lights to really stand in their light and serve in the way they're supposed to serve. Right. To have right. the voice, you know, like yourself. I mean, you have this podcast and this podcast, you know, how did you get to this podcast? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just, I think it's allowing, it's opening more doors. And, you know, like mm-hmm. at the time when I was in the financial industry, I was, you know, bringing my mat to the office every day. You know, I was the weirdo, you know, <laughs> like you were the yogi, right. total yogi. Yeah, yeah. You know, where my colleague next to me would like stick his hand down the center of the mat and it would like get caught all the time, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but it was just like, it was always strapped to my back and I was walking everywhere and riding my bike everywhere, you know, and it just, so how do you use this process in your everyday life to translate your, like to translate your thoughts to your external? Like what, what is that exactly? Like for somebody who isn't a yogi, for somebody who isn't necessarily um, maybe super s- spiritual or into, you know, who's just learning who's just maybe working in a nine to five who doesn't you know is fucking sick of their co-worker putting their damn coffee cup on their desk every morning you know like how can this translate for somebody who isn't really in this realm right I think it's asking yourself how can you take care of yourself one percent better each day oh that's a nice way to put it yeah you know, like where are, where are the instances throughout the day? And it takes a lot of reflection, right? And if you're not somebody who has started that process of reflection, um, it, then I think the best part would be to journal. Okay. And even like sometimes just pulling out a journal and writing is too much for people. And so I would highly suggest, you know, what's not too much is pulling up your email and emailing yourself a letter. Um, Mm. And that takes less time and less effort, but also it allows you to get what you need to get out to see what's really bothering you, what really, you know, and sometimes it'll even give you an opportunity to celebrate your wins too. Like what really felt good and how do you get more of what feels good for you? You know, yeah. the more you feel good, the less you give and honor space to things that don't serve you anymore. You know? Yeah. So your relationship with yourself, um, translating to the external, can you give me some examples on that? Sure. I mean, so the more I've worked on myself, the more even clients when they come in for sessions, you know, they're coming for self-care. That's why they're taking some time out from their day to come into the space, into the treatment room, into, you know, book a session online to work on themselves, to really understand, okay, what's bothering them? How can they best serve themselves in the situation in their present moment today? And their present moment today may be jaded by something of the past or anxiety about the future and really Mm -hmm. how to stay present. And so, 
you know, even for me, it's just not to think ahead, not to think behind, just to be here grounded. And it's that constant working on yourself in the present moment to allow you to create new present moments rather than keep continuing to repeat the past. And so examples would be something like, um, you know, I, like I said, in a client, so we can work on and they can process physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, what's happening in their day or and or in the last couple of days before they've come to see me or in the last year. And then they shift in a way energetically that they can see in a grounded state, okay, this isn't serving me, this I need to leave behind, this I need to see how I can progress in my life. And it's just tiny, tiny 1% shifts every day. You know, and it's, again, that state of reflection. So specifically also, um, you know, if I'm having a, a rough day and maybe I, my trades didn't go so well for in the trading realm. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, instances and how it translates. I mean, there's no way when people seem, and let's talk about me specifically, when, when people see me today who knew me back then, they're totally mm -hmm. confused, totally confused, you okay. know, and it's not that I look different. I mean, maybe there's, I'm older. <laughs> yeah you know but you haven't changed physically right no and yeah. but the way I present myself my energy around me that I how I carry myself the words that I speak how I speak are mm -hmm. just so different right so okay there's just not like this anxiety gurgling all the time you know I mean certainly mm -hmm. again like there are times when I have more energy than not you know, that I'm amped up or I'm uber passionate about something, you know, of course, or somebody cuts me off on the highway, of course, you know, yeah. but I mean, as a whole, they're like, oh, wait, huh? You know, yeah. because I've worked so hard and because I've been so curious about who I am and how do I show up and what really, you know, are the behaviors that I'm, that um, choosing how I'm choosing to act. Are those behaviors something that I've acquired from my parents? Is it something that I've acquired from my ancestors? Is it something that I've acquired from past lives or beyond that? You know, it's all those being able to be curious and ask those questions to really find out more about you so that you can show up as you. Right. You know? I think a, a lot of people, that's what it is, is they're trying to find who is, who, who in me, who am I, who is this? Like, who, who is this being inside me? You know, like, who am I, you know? And it's really like, what, you know, like just the other day, like, what do you like to do? Sometimes people don't even know what they like to do. You know, it's like, what do you like? If everything and everybody around you was to go away, what would you still like to do? Yeah. You know, like, what is it that you could still somewhat feel some kind of joy from? For sure. And because we've been taught to experience, you know, it's all about the challenge. You know, we yeah. walked a thousand miles to get to where we've gotten. We've gone through all these hardships to get to where. But and I'm not discounting all those experiences because I've certainly had my own, but what happened? I mean, why can't we be happy every day? Why can't we yeah. have good things every day? We can, yeah. and it's a conscious choice. And uh, the more you're connected to your source, wh whomever you believe your source is, if it's your right. soul, if it's God, if it's Buddha, if it's, you know, whomever, the universe right. as a whole, you know, that the more you're connected to this, then- yeah you can move forward in, you know, in your own light. And so, and it only makes everything around you flourish, you know? How, 
how do you use this with like relationships? So where do you see most people who aren't able to kind of get this whole uh, mind frame of how their inner self is affecting their atmosphere? Like they don't have the actual, I guess you could say they don't have maybe a routine down or they haven't discovered how to tap into really concentrating on what their thoughts are saying to them and their emotions are making them feel. How do you see this in relationships? Um, I mean, relationships are everything, right? Um, This is how we connect in the world, whether it's our relationships with colleagues, our significant others, our friends, our family. You know, if you're unhappy within yourself and the things that are going on in your own internal world, right? Uh Something happened at work. That's not great. Something, you know, something's not happening with your immediate family. That's not great. And you, not you meaning you, but you know, there's, you're not taking care of yourself in the way to, you know, know that maybe this is not an instance that you can control, but you can control how you respond to it. That would make things so much easier so that when you go back home to your significant other and you're not carrying all this shit, right? This fucking shit from whatever instances you just left and you could be present with that other individual for whatever they need and or to come to the table in a present light that you're not carrying all that other and all that and everything else with you in that moment, you know, they, our experiences and enhance or Jade, our next experiences. Yeah. We're not aware. Yeah. Before. Yeah. You know, as I used to imagine it, like putting on hats, right? Like today in this moment, I'm going to put on my trader hat. And then today in this moment, I'm going to put on the hat for taking care of our dogs. And today, you know, in this moment, I'm going to wear my wife hat. And in this moment, I'm going to wear my daughter hat, you know, Mm -hmm. and in each moment that I'm coming into, am I bringing anything else with me? Yeah. Yeah. And what is it that I'm bringing? If it's anything negative that doesn't have space for wherever I'm at in this present moment, then it can't come along. It just can't. It's not allowed. I will be shitty in that other instance. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. People just are too, like, they don't see how self-absorbed we are and when we don't deal with our own issues it will resonate with our relationships with like our spouses our children our whoever you know co-worker boss until we actually figure out how do we deal with our self and our own emotions until that happens we can't functionally deal with anybody else right it it will it will explode I mean yeah or implode you know yeah I mean a lot of the times you know some uh, I've you know I've caught myself quite a few times with clients you know who have expressed frustrations and experiences that they're going through and with other individuals and I you have to come to the table and say is it mine or is it theirs is it mine Mm -hmm. or is it theirs if it's mine, then I can work on it. If it's theirs, then I understand it and I can come from a different place. Right. Can you kind of, exp- because you know what? I don't think I've ever had anybody on here yet who does uh, Reiki. Can you kind of explain what that is just so people know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it it's a hands-on healing and it does I, I mean I say hands-on but it doesn't have to be hands-on because there's a whole distance aspect to it but um, it's a healing uh, modality that is universal life force energy so it's runs at a different frequency than any other frequency that we carry as human beings and it's okay all made out of love and um again, acceptance, understanding, and those who have been trained by 
trained in the realm of Reiki have taken an oath that they are channels for this universal life force energy. So, cause like when, um, I've seen Reiki, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I haven't done Reiki. And, um, the reason why I haven't done it is because I'm waiting for this one particular, um, I guess, master. Yeah, she's a master because she teaches it to other people Mm -hmm. to do it for me. And it's honestly because I've already built a strong connection with her that I feel that I want my first experience to be with her because she has um, helped me see so much spiritually and confidence wise. Mm -hmm. And she actually approached me when I wasn't even doing podcasts or learning about chakras, I was selling jewelry and in all honesty, just meeting her has opened up my gratitude to the whole like universe and the, you know, everything that she does. So I want my first Reiki experience to be with her. But right now, because of COVID, she's not doing it. And which is, you know, understandable. I don't blame her. But um, so I have been waiting, but it almost feels like it. people see it as you're just like laying there. <laughs> and then when they are doing the energy work, because that's basically what it kind of is like an energy work. How do they know what areas to concentrate on? Do they just feel it or? Sure. I, yes and no, right? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so yes, it's like watching paint dry if you're watching a session. Um, but, you know, when you're a Reiki channel, you, um, when you first learn there, I assume that she'll teach you, um, like I teach my first levels, that um there's a protocol where you can rest your hands at specific spots along the way. And that's how you get started. Um, I give my students that sheet. It's an old, old sheet from um, the originator, but I, you know, I would prefer that they not use the sheet and just start to really hone in on their intuitive skills and okay. listen to the body. And because I'm a craniosacral I practice craniosacral therapy. Um, I also listen to the body and teach a different way in combination with the Reiki. So how to listen to the body. So, you know, the Reiki as a Reiki practitioner, you really are unevolved, uninvolved, excuse me. So what is for people, right. For people who aren't, cause I have a lot, I guess you could say people who are just kind of, you know, learning about all this new stuff. You know, a lot of people, I feel who are listening to my podcast are here because it's opening up their world to questions and to answers. So what is a cranial, would you say a cranial what? Sacral therapy. Um, Let's go back one second to the Reiki side of things before I get into the cranial side. The, you know, what's most important, I think with Reiki and about the universal life force energy. When a person comes to the practitioner's table is that they're asking to be heard on a nonverbal level. Okay. In the body level and connect to their source, right? They're asking to let go of worry. They're asking to let go of fear. They're asking to to stay connected to their most divine self. They're asking to be grateful and they're asking to be kind to all living things. That's basically the creed of Reiki. And so they're, you know, it's honoring that space and, you know, the practitioner is there with the person throughout the entire session. So Mm. not often, you know, do you have that where everything is quiet and the practitioner is just listening and the energy is going to go where the energy needs to go, you know, hoping that the practitioner has good intentions. Right. Um, I would hope so. Right. I mean, but you always have to say, you know, like, because some practitioners jive with some people and some practitioners jive with other people and you just, right. Maybe that's why, like, maybe that's why I'm waiting for hers because I'm like, 
this is somebody I feel comfortable letting see my energy as it really is. Right. So that's why, you know, obviously just don't, I guess you would say don't walk into a, I don't know, what are they like Reiki salons? You could, you know, walk into just, I would think you would have to kind of know who is doing this. I would hope. Yeah. I I mean, it's really, it's, listening to your gut. This is right. You know, anytime energy work comes into play, it's always listening to your gut. This is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the first step how to intuitively connect to your source. Okay. Okay. And I think the beauty of it is, is not only our, you know, what's most important of the practice is that you're giving her the space to hold so that you can do the work. That yes, you, that your soul, your source is asking to do on a spiritual right. level and a physical level and emotional level on a mental level, maybe on a monetary level, you know, that, right. that she's going to hold the space while you do. She may not even know, right, what is what you're working on. She may not get those messages while she's, you know, yeah, she, you, no, right? she's she's highly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's definitely highly intuitive. Like right. um, I almost sometimes when I'm with her, um, just talking to her and I'm not really even telling her any, like I said, when I was, you know, selling jewelry, she was very highly intuitive of um, that. That wasn't really necessarily, I don't know. She's just a very highly intuitive person where I feel like she, um, she'll pick up my energy fine and, you know, but she's always kind of known what I've been going through, even without me telling her. So it's been really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And, but I think more so I, you know, it's, it's the, it's really special when you come in, you'll work with her and then you leave and then you have another ascension in your life. Yes. One that was completely unexpected. And that's really the best part about it is because mm you were able to trust the space that she holds to do the work that you needed to do. And it's you doing the work. She's holding the space and the tools that she hones in on. And, but it's you, the individual, the client on the table, the client in the space that's actually doing the work. Okay. Okay. And then can you tell us a little bit about the. Right now. Yes. Yeah, sure. Uh, craniosacral therapy is, um, it was actually derived from osteopathy. So it's most like if you really, um, on the spectrum of manipulation of the body, you know, if you went osteopathy, um, chiropractic work, and then you start getting into the energy work, and then it would start with cranios. So there is an energy, major energy component to it. And what it is, is it's listening to the cerebral spinal fluids rhythm within the body. So they call mm. it the cranial rhythm. And it goes, you know, obviously it's the brain and the spine and it creates, a, you know, your central nervous system. And then it creates a rhythm throughout the peripheral nervous system. And whether the rhythm is fast, it's slow, it's... Um, you know, maybe it's overactive, underactive, maybe it's just pausing to do what it needs to do to recalibrate. Um, Mm -hmm. But really, uh, the practice is just, it's magical. (laughs) I can't, I can't, it's much like Reiki, you know, like, as I said before, there, you know, two different types of modalities. Reiki is Reiki, it runs at a different frequency that those who are trained to be channels are just that channels for this different energy of universal life force. And they really, you know, their opinions, um, I would like to think are removed. Their intuitive gifts show up so that they can listen and help their clients on the table, but it's, it's completely neutral and same with cranio that it's neutral, but it's actually listening to the body's rhythm rather than, Mm. you know, rather than an outside source energy. Okay, so Reiki is more of an outside source energy, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, cranial sacral. What is it? Cranial cranial sacral. sacral. So R A N I O, and then S A C R A L. Cranial. Okay, and that one is more of the body's rhythm. So, mm-hmm. like the what the sounds the body's making or the cerebral spinal fluid, right? So, Oh, so it's more on the, okay. So it's more on the cerebral spinal fluid. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's really, 
Oh, go ahead. So it's mostly centered on the spine and, mm-hmm. uh, and the brain it's, mm-hmm. does it t- like touch, does it work with the organs? Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. So okay. the peripheral nervous system, right? So, okay. Uh, because everything, right, we're all about the brain, the spine, and our bodies, and then everything, all the nerve endings come from that and yeah. extend out. And so 100, the immune system, all the organs, I mean, everything, it just, I mean, there's mouth work, you know, like where you, we put on a glove and do help um, mobilize the jaw and everything. Mm-hmm. It's it just really, it's. I can't say enough about it, but, um, and the combination of the two modalities is really something special, but. And that's something you're in person with, I would imagine, because it's almost like you have to kind of be, really be centered with that person and, or is that via, like, do you do that from distance? You can. Yeah. I mean, it depends, oh. you know, it, it depends on what you believe in, you know, if you think, mm-hmm. you know, it's law of attraction stuff. If you believe in it, it will happen. Right? Okay. I mean, and even, you know, if you send, even today, if you haven't gone through your Reiki training, right. But uh-huh. you have somebody who is uh, in pain that you know of and, or going through a hard time and you sit and you focus with a crystal or two, maybe it's a rose quartz, maybe it's, um, some selenite or some clear quartz, you know, mm-hmm. and you sit with it and you, you, you essentially you pray, you know, and you in, in invoke blessings to this person or thing that you're, you're thinking of. I mean, they're going to get it. They're going to get that vibration, that frequency of good things, you right, know, right. change their experience. I mean, I don't know, maybe, right. You know? Yeah, but but certainly, you know, and plus, it's just it's reiterating the good in our human nature. And again, like you're you feel good enough about yourself to sit down to help somebody else feel good or make some shifts or do whatever they need. And you're taking that time. I mean, how wouldn't that support a positive light in the trajectory of your life? Right. Definitely. So when, um, so when you, you know, obviously learned this and now you're, uh, implementing it with your practice and, uh, your business and you're helping others gain knowledge as well, how do you stay centered with all this? Because as healing, um, as a healer, it sounds, you know, that you are doing a lot. How do you stay centered with doing all of this work? Does it just come natural? Cause this is in the work that you're in. No, I wish it did. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think this strive to have it come natural. Um, right. Is there right. Um, but certainly, I mean, my gosh, it's a practice every day. So, you yeah. know, 100% meditation. 100%. Um, yeah. That said, you know, do I have practitioners I go to? 100%. Right. You know, like I, I you know, are, are there cleansing techniques that I go through? Mm-hmm. I have Palo yeah. Santo on my desk in both my home offices. I have um, crystals all around. We used to use, um, I used to have salt lamps in every room. We took those down. Um, but, you know, like How an earth thing. You- I just now I'm wondering how can we take your salt lamps down? <laughs> down? Well, I have them because my husband was sick of them. I mean, to tell you the truth, you were tired of looking at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you know, I I mean, it was obnoxious how many there were, but oh, I okay. have one. So in you had both overload. My, yeah, 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 yeah you had salt lamp. Yeah, um, but um, definitely in the treatment room, I have them still, and in my other yeah. office, definitely do. But um, but you know, something like the earthing mat has been life-changing for us um, so what's the earthing mat earthing that. It, right it's so it's the concept that um because we're getting um blasted by all this emf yeah right? so um which is why we have the salt lamps as well um but if now even more so that we're sitting in front of our computers and even more so with 5g that um we're just getting blasted with all this frequency and mm-hmm. what's really important for us is to reconnect to the earth to ground. And so it's the concept where, you know, 
authentic earthing is really walking barefoot everywhere. Yes. Right. And it's funny because um, I always say like my dad, he was, you know, kind of a hippie and I grew up with a lot of hippie mentalities. <laughs> like I get, like he's the one who's probably the most holistic person in my family and probably the most um, spiritual, even though he's not spiritual. It's he's a trip. But anyways, um, I've been walking around barefoot, like <laughs> was always one of those barefooted kids, you know, just walking around, you know, everywhere barefoot like it's definitely I love grounding like grounding honestly I go outside every morning barefoot even if it's freezing um it's I hate wearing shoes in the house I mean my feet get dirty but whatever yeah Yeah. it's so important and so they have um earthing is a brand and so they have mats and they have you know desk mats computer mats um, underneath your chair mats they have um, bed mats and it's just really I can't say enough about it and really to help you ground especially at the end of the day so is it a mat of dirt or what no it? right it's it's a mat it's like um it's a soft well the bed one is uh it's like this um oh I don't know what kind of material but like a parachuting material and it okay. plugs in Okay. So, so this is maybe good for somebody who's, you know, has a lot of frequency, especially if maybe they're a person who does sit at their desk every day with the computer and then they get home and they're automatically watching TV or they're automatically, you know, on social media and definitely. So this is something that they can do to help them ground if necessarily they can't go outside and ground or they don't feel comfortable walking around with no shoes on and getting dirty feet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't don't bring bring those dirty feet in bed with me, you know? Yeah, there's been a couple nights I've had to wash my feet before I go to bed. I'm like, (laughs) oh, these things are such a... Well, that's another thing. I mean, you know, that deeper connection to yourself and how you show up, how does it affect, you know, everything around you? Um, certainly, you know, on a daily practice, you know, this may be too much information, but, um, you know, every morning I'll shower either before I work out or after I work out. And then every night I shower Mm because I'm not coming to bed. Bed is my sacred space for me to cleanse, rejuvenate, regenerate everything that I've gone through throughout the day in my body. Take that off. Yeah. And so you shower, you ground because showering is completely grounding and is taking care of yourself to just like let go of what happened throughout the day so you can get cleansed and really you know get into the dreams that you want to get into rather than your mind still processing and granted your mind will process whatever you're going through you know Mm -hmm. if it's really heavy weighted on your mind but certainly cleansing part of that day because I'm assuming that a lot of the people who are have come across your podcast and will continue to come across your podcast are empaths right yes oh yes Very, very highly sensitive people. And how do they protect and set boundaries for their self? Right. And that is about the deeper relationship to the self is taking care of Mm -hmm. yourself in every way possible so that you can show up being the best self you can be. And really like saying, hey, like this, whatever is going on, it doesn't serve me anymore. And I'm willing to let go. Right. And then seeking out if you need that support, you know, again, like there are so many lights that are shining so bright to support other people on their path right now. It's just it's, you know, it's it's not, you know, I've always set up my business like that. You know, whether it's me or somebody I can help you find, I'm happy to do it because most important is that you take care of yourself, period. Definitely. Okay, Danny. So this is your, this is your show. This is your reality (laughs) show. And this is, uh, this is, you know, your first episode. So if I was watching uh, the Danny show, what would I see as a typical day? How do you start your day? How do you get your day started? What do you do to get yourself going? I'm watching your show, girl. I want to see it on season two. Let me know what are you doing (laughs) and keeping, keeping me, keeping me going. 
<laughs> it's so it's so bad. So the first thing I do is get up and take our 11 and a half year old bulldog out. You have a bulldog too? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. I have a bulldog. I love bulldogs. Yeah, they're yes. awesome. How old is yours? Mine's a baby. He's not even a year yet. Oh. He is he is about 10 months. Yeah, 10, 11 months, I think. I think his birth, no, his birthday's in July. He'll be a year. Um, he's my third bulldog. My uh, second bulldog, he died of cancer at a very young age. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible because they're, those are my babies. And um, yeah, we were saying like, if you don't bring it to bed with, I'm thinking how the hell. Lord knows my bed, I, my bulldog's in the bed. I feel like this right. new mom who can't get her baby out the bed. I'm like, how do I get the bulldog out of my bed? He's been in our bed. Like he literally thinks it's his bed and he's been in the bed every night, right in the yeah. middle between me and my husband. I don't know. It's like we're going to have to get a doggy sitter for a night alone because <laughs> this little baby's in there nonstop. Yeah. They're, they're okay. awesome. He so you is. so you bring your bulldog out. What's your bulldog's name? Well, so we have two dogs. We have an American okay. bulldog who's just turned a year, and oh. that's Sammy. And then we have Hank, who's eleven and a half, and he's the English. Um, okay, so mine's our Tank. Oh, Tank. Um, <laughs> we we too. We've had three bulldogs, but um, okay. But and like I said, this is our the latest one, who's just a giant American bulldog. He's a hundred pounds, but um, yeah. So, but the most, um, are you there? Yes. Okay. Um, the most important is that we get the 11 and a half year old bulldog out so that he doesn't go to the bathroom in the house. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and then really the first hour of my morning is taking care of the dogs, making sure they're fed and then yeah. making our juices in the morning, um, okay. juices or smoothies. Um, so this is your show. Which which juice are you drinking today, honey? Oh, so today me. was actually a smoothie for me and was a juice for my husband. So he had um, cucumber, celery, lime, ginger, and apple. And Ooh, that I, had, good. I had some almond butter, some almond milk, um, a pear, an apple, and some kale in my smoothie. Ooh, okay. Uh, um, so that was that. And then, um, uh, I did a quick Peloton routine did for strength, 20 minute nice. and then, uh, took shower and got in front of the screens, traded a little bit. Um, I do do some real estate on the side. Uh, so I'm working on closing, um, getting this thing finalized with one of my friends. And okay. so once I was done trading and then the, I went and I made some uh, Whole Foods detox salad. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I prepped for today. And then, and then you started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like praying that you do not hear the snoring in the background because they've been snoring the entire time. <laughs> oh, no, no worries. I know I always say there's probably fucking dogs. I, I kicked mine out. Uh, I'll let them back in. But let everybody know how to find you if they need to get connected with you. What's the best way to get in touch. Um, so my website is lightlovegratitude.com. Okay, nice. Um, you can catch me there. You can email me from there or you can uh, message me on Twitter. And my handle is D as in Danny, A and then Sitlow, S-I-T-T-L-O-H. Okay. Uh, but, and you can catch me on uh, Instagram too. Um, but I just say in my Instagram, it's really just all about the dogs. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we love the dogs. You're right. Originally, yeah. so that my handle on Instagram is a crystal gale. And okay. so it's a underscore crystal with a C and then underscore gale, like crystal gale, the singer, but a pun, okay. a play on because I used to sell crystals way back when. Oh, okay. And so, but it really just has evolved to dogs, juices, selfies, you know, nothing to <laughs> <laughs> right. I know the branding of the Instagram is, it's, it's difficult. I just started probably trying to actually make mine look like, um, not just a collage of 
what the hell is going on she's got you know <laughs> right. I, I still think it looks still kind of like a collage of what the hell has she got going on over there right. but no it's great I, I love it I love it you've done a wonderful job it's awesome thank and I you really enjoy I love your stories oh and, you're so yeah. sweet yeah. well thank you so much for being on the show and thank you everybody for listening to chakras and cuss words and don't forget to comment like and subscribe to keep this podcast in your feed of amazing podcast and thank you danny so much for being on the show and please have a great day everybody and thank you thank you infinite gratitude Catherine. thanks everybody take care feel thank good thank you bye